welcome to Senior Beat. My name is Christine Beattie. I'm the director at the Madison Senior Center, and my co-producer is Helen Arley. Hi, Helen. Hi, hi. And our first guest today is Jen Wojcik. And Jen and I have a history. We go way back to Operation Fresh Start, which was many years ago. Yeah. And then I came back to Madison after being away and saw Jen, and you were starting a totally new project. And so you were the founder of the Restore here in Madison, we, and, and I was very, very impressed by that. So do you want to tell us something about your journey from working at Operation Fresh Start, how that led you to the Restore, and just how you operate, Jen? Sure, sure. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I started doing some construction with, as an apprentice as a carpenter's apprentice just before I started Restore, so maybe a few years before. Then I was working at Habitat Restore for six years mm -hmm. and then had my own company, small remodeling company called Dubois Construction. And I uh, had to leave there because I had a problem with my ankle. Okay. And uh, the surgeon suggested that I either really end my construction career and mm -hmm. for the sake of my ankle. And I was trying to figure out what to do with my construction skills and still be involved with some uh, human service area in, mm -hmm. in the area. So I decided to consider creating a space where there could be a place where people can take their construction waste instead of the dump. Because I had seen, oh, as I was doing all this great. construction, I had seen a lot of this material go to the landfill. Yes. And it was frustrating. I grew up in this town. I thought we could do better. Mm -hmm. And it really took the whole town to get this thing going. I, I got some support yeah. in writing some grants. The, the uh, DNR gave us some money to start it. Uh, the Madison Community Foundation and the Evie Foundation, they all jumped in to support the initial start of the Restore. And, and now there's over 20 in Wisconsin and over 700 all over, wow. the, all over the county. When I, when I started the Restore, I didn't even know, you know what kind of name it would have. I did, at first, I approached St. Vincent de Paul because they had a little section in their dig and save uh -huh. that had some paint. And so I thought maybe yeah. they'd expand it. And uh, the director there wasn't really... Um, interested in expanding there. He said if they expanded anywhere, it would be within the closed area. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, then I thought about, of Habitat, and it turned out that Habitat already had something like this in other states, and I hadn't heard of it. Wow. So that was really wow. nice because so I went to visit. So you could use that as a model. Yeah, then. I went to visit Great. other restores in the country, wow. and then really? Wisconsin got on board, you know, f yeah. from Madison, and then a few years later, Appleton, and uh, some other, there's, there's over 20, as I mentioned. And now there are two state. here in Madison. Yes. You have an east side and you have a west side. Yep. So for people who are not familiar with it, would you talk a little bit about what, what you do, sure. how you operate, Jen? Yeah, I usually tell people if they're not familiar with the Restore that it's, it's a like uh, Goodwill or St. Vincent de Paul or a Grace thrift store, um, only we sell uh, building materials like doors, mm -hmm. windows, and uh, flooring. We also do sell wood furniture and appliances, oh. and we rely on people to donate those materials yes. to us, so we don't pay anything for those yes. materials. We give people receipts for that mm -hmm. donation, mm -hmm. and uh, it's really a nice niche to be in because there isn't any other retail operation that sells that material, mm -hmm. so we've done very well, enough mm -hmm. to open up another store on the west side. Yeah. So we have one uh, at 208 Cottage Grove Road, which is right on the border of Madison and, Min and Monona. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the other one is uh, on 5906 Odana Road near Westtown. Mm -hmm. And they're and both I, doing very I well. Know, you know, for the sake of people watching this show, let's get in a little commercial for volunteers. Because yes. there might be oh, some yes. people, when I've gone in the store, which is kind of often, 
I notice a lot of older adults yes. volunteering. So tell them, sure. the audience, a little bit about what they would do and how to contact you. Well, we are, as I mentioned right at the onset, we are really uh, lucky to be in Madison and be supported by the whole community in many ways. And, and one of these ways is the, the support from volunteers. We have over 150 volunteers who come to our store weekly wow. to volunteer. And that's wow. each that's two wonderful. stores. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's really wonderful. And they they come and they have a weekly shift four hours at a time. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's either nine to one or one to five. And they may sort material that comes in as donations. They may clean it. They may help price it. Um, we also have a deconstruction crew that goes yeah, out. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, so we have a crew that really does the ultimate reuse uh, service, and that is pull material out of buildings that are going to be completely demolished mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. extensively remodeled. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about them pulling up wood flooring. I mean, it's, it's pretty um, wow. labor-intensive, although there's other opportunities for, for mm -hmm. kind of lighter-duty work as a deconstruction mm -hmm. volunteer. But they're out there, and they do usually uh, two, two jobs a week um, throughout the year. And uh, there, we rely on volunteers. There's, a, there's one manager there. We have about uh, 10 full-time staff members for both of our restores and the deconstruction mm -hmm. uh, service. So reminds me of a new television program. D did you see the program about where they're doing that? They're pulling things no. out of houses, no. and, and yeah. so, I'm so thankful that they are no. because there's some real treasures to be yes. had yes. in deconstruction. Yes. And we do even have a service for homeowners if they're, they're going to be remodeling their kitchen. Sure. We can come in and pull out that material, and we ask for a financial donation, and we'll just sure. take that material away. It saves on the uh, construction costs if the contractor's yeah. interested in, in joining right. with us. So. That's something that we do too. So that's that's how we uh, involve volunteers is through the and also we have volunteers working on the sales floor, mm -hmm. and uh, so that that's another area where we could use some how help. How do they contact you, Jen? Because that'll appear on the yep. screen. What you say? So it. I would say to call six six one two eight one five. Okay. And ask for the volunteer coordinator. Okay. And they, they'll that's you'll be mm -hmm. able to talk with Kathleen. She's our volunteer coordinator who who brings people in and we we always need volunteers uh and we mostly have retired people who yeah. volunteer which yeah, is I just so that. incredible that people are willing to that. do have that weekly mm -hmm. volunteer uh responsibility of course people go on vacation and have family sure. um affairs to deal with so that happens but yeah. now what about your connection with habitat what is that sure and yeah. how about the houses that you thanks build? helen yeah we, yeah we uh basically what we are is a funding arm of habitat for humanity so mm -hmm. we're raising money to build habitat homes okay and we raise enough money to build two to three homes a year oh, uh, for, for, out of this out of people's donations and it's it's really a great uh, a great goal to wow. to raise money for habitat and also we're keeping this mm -hmm. this land uh, this material out of the landfill yes. yeah. and providing a great opportunity yeah. for people to to volunteer and then also we sell this material to the public all yes. the stores are open to the public we're open Tuesday through Saturday nine to five and uh, people can come and shop and and buy this material at a really low cost. I mean, it's right. not at retail level. It's right. it's anywhere from 25 to 50 sure. percent off. So and if they're it, remodeling their homes, they might find yeah. a light fixture, yes. for example, or mm -hmm. a, door. a small cabinet or door. cupboard. Yeah, or we've door. had people come through and say, well, I had priced this out for my remodel of my bathroom at $2,000, and I did it for 200 Yes, wow. through your yes. store. So that feels so really good. So everybody wins in this yeah. thing. And yeah. now with uh, LEED certification for buildings, mm -hmm. you often see signs on the big buildings that say, 
you know, 75% of the material in this right. deconstruction right. has been recycled. So it's really important yes. that we figure out a way to take care of those Actually, products. we are listed as a, an option for those companies to call oh, on for a recycling, yeah. to fulfill their recycling plan. Yeah. So, and that's how our deconstruction um, service sometimes get, gets calls through that city ordinance. Wonderful. So that's, that's and really just great. as a warning to people, you have to keep going back. I mean, it's not like a store <laughs> where you stock things and can order yes. it. You have to go back and say, gee, there's a door that I want. or I have, You have to keep looking for and it. And I've right? also heard customers say, you snooze, you lose. <laughs> so you got to be aware of that, too, that you got to snap snooze it up. You lose. Yeah, you got to snap it up sometimes because it might not be there the next time you show up. Yeah. Now, one thing you asked me to be sure to mention is urban wood. What is urban wood? Well, we have a new uh, collaborative effort going on. Um, as I mentioned, we, usually, we don't buy material uh, to mm -hmm. stock the ReStore. It's all donations. There's one exception, which is we're collaborating with uh, a sawyer, a, a guy who mills wood for us, and uh, we are selling it at the ReStore. And it's, it's, what's really great about this wood is it's locally mill, it's, it's local trees. They're trees that have gone down because maybe of a storm or um, maybe bug infested. I mean, we all know that, well, most of us mm -hmm. now know that the emerald ash borer has mm -hmm. shown up here yeah. um, in Wisconsin pretty strongly. So more ash is gonna go down um, as, the, as the years go by. Okay. And so this is an opportunity for woodworkers, for cabinet makers, for carvers, for wood turners, uh, people who really like to work with wood to buy wood that's locally um, from this wow, area. Nice. And so huh. we do buy that wood from a, a mill right um, Okay. And we sell it out of the restore, and the prices are very reasonable. And we carry walnut, ash, wow. elm, um, cherry, and hickory, mm. and maple, and oak. So it's all sorts of ty different types of wood, and that's available at both three stores. So we're trying to get the word out because uh, I think the 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 uh, supply is going to increase, especially with the ash. So we're trying to get yeah. people to consider yeah. buying local. Now, wh and oh. what would you would use this for cabinets or could you use it for flooring too? It could be, yes. We're, we're starting a new line of flooring called the Dane County Blend, which is a mix Jeez. of all sorts of wood that a person can put in, in their, on their uh, like living room floor, bedroom floor, and, mm -hmm. and it's a quite a variety of, of um, species. So yes. that's another option. Wow. And down the road, if we get enough quantity of ash, which I imagine we will, we'll be selling ash wood flooring. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And Wonderful. did you want to mention on this show, I don't know if there's time, you mentioned um, uh, an ordinance where you could put a little house. Yeah, in there, there, uh, something she just told there me. was a little article about this in the Isthmus a couple weeks ago. There's something called accessible dwelling units that are becoming more and more popular, a consideration for people who uh, may want to have either one of their older relatives or even themselves stay in a smaller dwelling on their property and, and maybe rent out their existing home or um, stay in their existing home but have their mother. It's like a mother, a, a modern day mother-in-law mother yeah. yeah. home. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the city has uh, relaxed some of the um, strict guidelines in the past for having a, a, uh, a dwelling like this on the property. So there's more and more people who uh, may be um, able to have a dwelling like this, and, it, and there, wow. we're talking about anywhere from 200 to yeah. 500 square feet. It's very small, yeah. Yeah. but it can okay. be doable for certain certain people. And 
Um, I think the ReStore would be fantastic as a supplier of material yes, because we yes. have, you yeah. know, maybe two windows that look alike or one window that looks alike, <laughs> and and that would be great for a 300 square foot <laughs> building, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So the floor, you don't need a lot for the floor. Right? No. no. Oh, exactly. That's exactly. Well, so. And, and uh, we used to call those granny flats. Yeah. That was a yeah. kind of a term because it would be very appropriate yeah. for older people yeah. to have that close connection <laughs> to their family and yet in a yeah. small manageable uh, and I little home. Yeah. I think the reason why Madison is, is trying to do this is to support urban infill. Yeah, so. yeah. absolutely. Okay, I know you're... Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. What a wonderful um, <laughs> a topic you've brought to us. I mean, it is such a win-win for everyone. Yeah. And congratulations on your founding of this kind of business. And clearly, it's a good idea. It's spread all yeah. over the place. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And Helen, thank you for being the senior beat oh. person here and uh, I wish you well. I know this is your last show so yeah. really Thanks. appreciate Thank you, you yeah. spreading the word. Yeah. Join yeah. us again for our next segment. Welcome back to Senior Beat. We have two new guests. Helen, would you introduce, please? Yes, uh, we have a Grace Hospice service with us today. And we have Jennifer Tiedemann, who is the outreach coordinator. And we have Dr. Bruce Agneberg, who is a doctor with this unit. And uh, Jennifer, you were on about five years ago. And we talked about what you think of as a conventional hospice program, which, if I want to put it in my own words, is you kind of have to certify that within a certain period of time you're going to be dying and uh, you're taken care of in a way that is really very wonderful and beautiful. But now you said that there's a new program called palliative care. So we really, do you want to talk a little bit about your hospice program and then segue into the difference now in the palliative care and you Excellent. two just share the stage. Sure. So a Grace Hospice Care has been in our community for about 35 years and we support patients in our community that has that are hospice eligible meaning that a doctor says they wouldn't be surprised if they died in the next six months mm -hmm. and so a Grace is now caring for today about 660 patients in their home in South Central Wisconsin and we actually recently increased our service area so we care for patients in Dane County, Rock, Jefferson, Walworth, wow. Green, Sauk, Columbia, Dodge and Iowa counties and we deliver all of our services to our patients home when they need it so we can bring doctors, nurses, social workers, our hospice counselors, um, nutritionists, whatever is needed to the patient's home because we know when a patient is at home at end of life 
that can improve their quality of life. Mm -hmm. And then we also have our inpatient unit in Fitchburg. Many people mm -hmm. refer to it as the Don and Marilyn Anderson, Anderson. Hospice yes. Care Center. Yes, and a patient can come there for general patient acute care. We have respite care, which is wonderful mm -hmm. for our patients and families. And then we also have a residence there. So we really do our best of um, caring for all different aspects of our patients. Mm -hmm. And then we've discovered over the years that um, people could use our services and our expertise way before they're eligible yeah. for hospice. And that's when we decided to expand mm -hmm. the services that we provide in our community by starting a palliative care consult service. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited to be able to mm -hmm. discuss that here today. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what we want to hear about because we're living longer so, and we're going to need it. And, and that's a term a that lot. we haven't heard a lot. Right. Pal yeah. Palliative care? Palliative care. So palliate. Palliate. To make, mm -hmm. to make better. And we're very blessed in this community. We have very strong, robust palliative care teams within our acute care hospitals. Okay. But we've never been able to quite figure out how do we extend that into community, into your home where you are living with a chronic illness. We all mm -hmm. probably have one or two or more chronic illnesses at the end of our life, typically heart disease, heart failure, COPD, emphysema, okay. some kind of degenerative <laughs> neurological MS, maybe ALS, mm -hmm. um, or um, more and more um, end-stage dementia because we're caring for mm -hmm. our, yeah. our elders within our own home. And uh, we've known that palliative care has been needed. Sure. And so as we went about and looked at how to do this, we really made a conscious decision to utilize the expertise of advanced nurse practitioners, most of whom are trained in either uh, primary care, family medicine, geriatrics, mm -hmm. with now additional training in palliative care, and physicians, so that these um, uh, professionals go out into the home, whether that's your private residence, whether that's your assisted living, CBRF, group home, you may reside within a memory care unit, and deliver um, care in those um, uh, arenas. Right. We go out initially, do a full assessment, do a full physical exam, look at the past medical history, mm -hmm. coordination, talk with the staff, talk with the family, um, obviously talk with the, the patient, yeah. and then come up with a plan of care that deals with um, the symptoms, uh, so if uh, shortness of breath is something that gets you back and forth to the hospital or the urgent care on a routine basis, we want to figure out how to manage that in your home. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also look at uh, psychosocial issues and we sure. look at spiritual issues. So yeah. sure. looking at that whole um, body, mind, spirit um, yeah. approach to care. You know, and yeah. this is so important right now because we know that our, our medical systems are acute care systems. Yes. Mm -hmm. That they yes. take care of the acute and they mm -hmm. want to solve the problem right. immediately right. and send you home. Right. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, as we grow older, that isn't what we need. Yes. We yes. need the yes. other kind of yeah. care, the care for chronic yeah. disease. And thank goodness we have this wonderful acute care system. Yes. But as we age, as somebody who's a, a new baby boomer and is just going to, you sure. know, we're going to implode uh, the population. Yes, yes. Every single day we, we add mm -hmm. to that pool. We want to be able to stay independent. We want to stay right. within our community. Mm -hmm. Love the hospital, but thank you very much. I want to visit there when you can do something that gets me back to, to a previous, my previous right. Yeah, Jennifer, why don't you talk a little bit about some of the aspects. I, sure, um, no, go ahead. Uh, because you mentioned um, psychological aspect. Mm -hmm. You mentioned mm -hmm. spiritual aspect. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it, within the older community, 
when you're faced with an illness like this, I've talked to enough people who suffer not just physically, but emotionally, mm -hmm. spiritually. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. So well, could you kind of describe what it would be like for someone to call up and ask for this care? Sure. So j anybody can refer anyone to a GRACE's services, whether it's our hospice services or our palliative care program. So you could call on behalf of yourself. Then we um, work with the doctor because we want to make sure that we okay. have their information. And then we can come to the patient's home. And when, we're, when the nurse practitioner is in their home, we can really focus on what they need. And maybe, maybe they do need a visit from one of our hospice counselors. So we mm -hmm. can certainly bring that person into the mm -hmm. home. It's really individualized mm -hmm. care. And I was going to say, client-centered. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Came exactly. to my mind. When so we if we were all our yeah. patient, and I said, you know, Christine, how often do we visit you? Who comes to visit you? Your, your service of care would be different from Helen's yes. and different from mm -hmm. mine. Yeah. And we can really focus on what kind of disease do they have? What support system do they have? What's their family look like? Do they have a caregiver? Yeah. And, and the, someone is listening to you. That's very important because uh, very often a doctor is rushed. And, and we're in their home. And you're, and you're we're in listening. their home. We mm -hmm. see where yes. they live and where is their bedroom and is it yeah. a safe, can they travel safely to the bedroom, to the kitchen? Um, are they feeding, the, you know, can they prepare a meal, meal for, for themselves? themselves? Are they safe in that or, environment? Yeah. And when you're at the doctor, you're definitely at a shorter visit. When we're in someone's yes. home, um, we don't know sometimes how long that visit is going to last because it's really patient-centered mm -hmm. and we're really getting to know them and you know making sure they're taking their medications properly and yeah. um, really focusing yes. on um, yes. much more you know needs than just their um, physical yeah. situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How would someone call you, uh, say someone's watching the program and they want to talk about themselves sure. or someone else, how do they contact you? You could call our general phone number which is 608 276 Okay. And um, you can call for any reasons, and, and the receptionist will forward you to our admissions team. Okay. And sometimes people don't know how they could benefit from a Grace's services mm -hmm. or their loved one could mm -hmm. benefit. So I always recommend people to call, and the person on the end of that line is really an expert that's going to be able to say, um, Christine, I really think a palliative care consult would benefit your loved one, or mm -hmm. I really think you know we could focus on a hospice benefit. So you don't have to know all the answers. Mm -hmm. The person on the end of the line can really direct you as to what service we could we yeah. could help with. Sure, mm -hmm. wonderful, mm -hmm. excellent. Now the whole idea of, um, and I I'm uh, a baby boomer as well, and uh, we're independent. Yes. We we want to make our own decisions mm -hmm. about our lives and this seems to me to be such a wonderful option mm -hmm. for uh, all mm -hmm. people but mm -hmm. especially that mm -hmm. very independent baby mm -hmm. boomer coming up mm -hmm. that so in a way you're preparing for the future of your organization mm -hmm. aren't you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely and another thing that's really important to a grace is our volunteer pool mm -hmm. really yes. what makes a grace special is our wonderful volunteers so we're always looking to in, in, um, increase our volunteers, and especially now that we're in new service areas like Sauk, Columbia counties. Mm -hmm. So if anybody's interested in learning more about volunteering, okay. you could go to our website at agrace.org. You could certainly call that phone number that we discussed and get information. But we have opportunities for volunteering in all different aspects oh, of the yeah. Grace. You could do direct patient care, and I understand you have a terrific training program. We do. Too. It's, yep, mm -hmm. and I've I, heard what uh, I, I wonderful actually, things about that. I actually started at a Grace as a volunteer, and what I loved about that is, I didn't know what I was going to be comfortable with because mm -hmm. I'm not a clinician, and mm -hmm. so I loved that a Grace really met you at where you were at and mm. comfortable of where you could volunteer. They never asked yeah. something of you that you weren't comfortable with. And I didn't necessarily know what I was comfortable with until I, you know, that situation I was faced with mm -hmm. it. So 
You could yeah. do direct patient care. You could do administrative work. We have, two, we have two wonderful <laughs> thrift stores right. that are yeah. mostly, oh, yes. mostly um, manned by volunteers. Yeah. You could volunteer in the garden. You could volunteer at special events. You could volunteer at the wonderful Dock Rock Cafe. So lots of different areas. Yeah. And um, we train you at the level that you need. So if you're going to do in-home direct patient care, that's a different training than if you're going to oh, yes. bake brownies at the Dock Rock Cafe. So we really empower you and arm you with um, the skills that you need to, to make an impact. And uh, Dr. Uh, I, there's this one more point I want to make yes. sure we get in. You talked a little bit before, Dr. Agerberg, about uh, I think it's the Care Navigation Program. Could we just talk oh, about yes. that briefly? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, Care Navigation is a is a unique program where um, I, as an individual, purchase a subscription um, on a monthly basis. And what do I get for this subscription? And I sort of like to think about it as I'm purchasing it for my mother, and it's going to cost me my latte a day. So roughly $150 mm -hmm. a month, mm -hmm. and a nurse comes into your home, does a full assessment, does a safety check, establishes a personal journal. The whole goal is to empower you to manage your chronic illness. Mm. Looks at your medications, does medication reconciliation. One of the things we found out is most people have three, four, five specialists. Mm -hmm. All of those medicines are refilled on different days. Simply coordinating that makes it's quality important. of life more important. Mm -hmm. And I think those of us, for example, I have a 90-year-old father-in-law, and I wish this service was available in Minneapolis. I would have purchased oh. it years ago to keep him very safe and very independent within yeah. his home. Yeah. And so that's the whole goal. A month at a time. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a lot is happening, a lot of new programs. Yes. And one yeah. thing I might, too, mention is some, if someone is under our hospice program that's covered under the Medicare hospice benefit, Medicaid, most private insurance companies have a hospice benefit, and then also that palliative care consult program, that's covered under Medicare and most private insurance companies. Oh, it is. I yes, didn't it realize yes. the palliative yes. care. Right. Yes, it is. Right. And I think that's important for people to oh, know because yes. they might, because you know, self-select. How right. much does, How much does it cost? Yeah. So very similar to going to your physician. Medicare pays X amount and you have a copay. It's no different if I come into your home and see you. And Medicare will pay thing. so much wow. of that home visit and you, you pick up whatever that That's is. That's reassuring because I, th I think that some of our listeners would have thought that this was on top of or uh -huh. yeah. so yes. I'm yes. glad you yeah, brought that up. Yes, yes. Yeah. excellent. Yeah. 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 Because I think shy, people yeah. understand the hospice part of it but not so mm -hmm. much the other. Mm -hmm. So yeah. thank you. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Mm -hmm. yeah. Excellent. So um, you have 600 some patients. That's a pretty huge number. But that's just the hospice? Tell me that number again. It's si Six? Today we're caring for about 660 patients in those nine counties. Wow. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm glad you've been able to expand because mm -hmm. this is needed services right. for mm -hmm. the people that we're concerned yeah. about. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, excellent. Join us again next month. And uh, it's true that this is your last program yes. on the yes. Senior Beat program. Yeah. And uh, I just want to express my great appreciation for all of the work that you have done for the last five years. Yeah. Helen has been a wonderful co-producer and partner in this program. She does interviews with all of our guests. She drives, uh, draws up an outline that helps me <laughs> and keeps me on track.
And she has got some of the best program ideas. I think we're going to really miss you, Helen. Oh, thank you. Thanks. It's been great. I really enjoyed it. And, and uh, what you told me was five years was enough time to yes. do Senior B, and you mm -hmm. want to do a whole bunch of other things yes, now. I Yes. And I, I love that. It's such a good example of aging, that you keep <laughs> learning and your curiosity is keeping you going. It is. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. You're welcome. See you next time on Senior Beat. Yeah, <laughs>